This podcast is brought to you by Brunner Communications, your best resource for public speaking, presentation, and storytelling skills. Visit lizbrunner.com and take your skills to the next level. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Live Your Best Life with Liz Bruner. I'm Liz, and my goal with each episode is to share stories of people who are recreating their lives or rising above challenges to write their next chapters with authenticity. These stories give me the courage to go after living my best life, and I think they will do that for you, too. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the show so this podcast can continue to inspire next chapters all over the world. How does a figure skating champion go on to become an aviation strategist? We're about to find out. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Live Your Best Life with Liz Bruner. I'm Liz, and my guest today is a former figure skating champion who represented her home country of Mexico. Upon moving to the United States, she not only shared her competitive skating skills as a coach, but she has gone on to her next chapter as a Latina entrepreneur and a global PR strategist. Her latest role has people traveling between New York and Boston via seaplane. Gabriela Salas, welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much, Liz. What an introduction. I feel so important now. Well, it's all true. (laughs) It's all you. And I know your friends call you Gabby. So may I call you Gabby? Of course. You're a friend of mine, of course. Absolutely. Thank you. You are currently the head of sales for Tailwind Air, which is the New York-based airline's new seaplane. And they have flights between Boston and Manhattan. That started in the summer of 2021. How is it going? It is fantastic. As a matter of fact, it's one of the most entrepreneurial adventures that I've had the pleasure to be involved with because we are a private airline that has two segments. So we have private jets and then we have the seaplane company. So the seaplane does the scheduled services and we travel all those people that are really aware of their time and that they want to save their transportation or commuting times from Boston to Manhattan. And then from Manhattan, we go also to D.C., and then we go to the Hamptons. Wow. Uh, and in the summer, we're uh, probably lunching Nantucket this year. So you'll see us uh, flying around. So March 21st, when it's spring, if you see the seaplanes flying, that means that it's a sign of spring starting. Absolutely. I love that. And just to let people have some reference, because if they try to take a train or a plane from Boston to Manhattan. We're looking at anywhere from three and a half hours to four and a half hours. So this is, how much is the time frame? We're cutting everything in half. (laughs) So that's our business model really, is just trying to find those routes that are really congested, that you cannot get into um, the main city, whether it is through a commercial airline or through train or car. So if you think about Boston, Manhattan, imagine just driving on 95, five hours, getting there. The train is about the same time. And then the commercial airlines, you have to actually go through an airport, go through the gate, security, et cetera, et cetera. With us, it's a totally different thing. You come to the Boston Harbor, you literally get there 10 minutes prior to boarding, jump on a plane, you have the most spectacular views on that seaplane because the windows are fantastic, everybody has their own seat, you don't have to elbow anyone. (laughs) And then when you land in Manhattan, you get to see all the concrete buildings around you. It's just so, so fascinating. I'm going to have to try it. You have to, for (laughs) sure. I'm going to have to try it. Yes. 
you've been working for Tailwind, but this was not your first foray into no. aviation. You were involved with Air Mexico and mm-hmm. getting that Boston to Mexico City up and running. You worked with Virgin Atlantic to the and Boston to the UK, a couple different routes, and you really helped Virgin get into hosting the Major League Baseball's famous rivalry between the Yankees and the Red Sox game, which happened in London. What do you love about aviation? <laughs> well, you have the world at your fingertips. You can go anywhere, and it's just the access that you have, right? You get to see different cultures. You get to see different ambience, different people talk different languages. I think for me, uh, aviation is just the connector, and I'm a connector myself, so it kind of like makes sense. <laughs> it does. You grew up in Mexico. Yes. Your brothers and sisters. What was your childhood like? I'm, you know, from a, a very large family. My mother is the oldest of 11. Wow. So imagine we had over 75 cousins that we would <laughs> get together every Sunday at my grandmother's house. My sister and I, we uh, lived together. My mom is a single mom. So we would just go every Sunday to church and then we will have a birthday because we were so many that everybody would celebrate, uh, you know, their birthday at some point every week. So it was really interesting. But besides that, my mom being a single mom, she had to figure out something to do for us while she worked. And it happened that an ice ring was literally right next to our home. And she was like, well, may as well have them learn something new and exercise while I go to work and come back. And she enrolled us in figure skating. And that's how it all started. I find it so funny because I thought when you told me about being a figure skater in Mexico with an ice (laughs) rink next to your home, I'm like, I can't see that picture. I wouldn't have think Mexico and ice skating. But not only did you do that, you went on to become the national and international champion representing Mexico. Yes. What an experience. What was that like for you? It was very, very nerve wracking because, you know, you're representing a country Not only that, but also the fact that you have to skate in front of hundreds of people and do your best in one minute and a half. So you train an entire year and you have to demonstrate what you are capable of doing in one minute. So imagine you have no other, you know, redo or retakes or it's just that one chance. And and I don't want to toot my own horn. I, I was a good skater, but my sister actually was better. She actually represented Mexico for the Olympics. And wow. that's how we got into Boston. Did you ever want to go to the Olympics? No, I was just more into the hockey players. <laughs> That's being honest. Okay, 2002, you moved to the United States. Why was that so important to come to this country? Um, Well, for me, it was to get closer to my sister. My sister, as I mentioned, she was training. She was sponsored by the New England Sports Center. She comes into Boston. And one day she calls me. She's like, I need you. I really need to have family around. And I came over. I had a really good life in Mexico. I cannot complain. I, I was at home with my mom, my family. And when we get here, it's just different culture also embracing you know what we knew which was the skating but at that time it was just family that Mm -hmm. needed to be close by when I got here I just decided that I wanted to get to know my sister at that level of her life I got to experience what really winter is like Mm -hmm. Mexico like you mentioned you know we don't have the four seasons that we have here in New England So it was really interesting to get to see the changes, um, the foliage, and I just fell in love with New England for real. And then you basically stayed. Yeah, well, she begged me to stay. I was like, no, I don't want to stay. But she found me a job. 
as a nanny, and I was actually babysitting for Andrea Tippett, um, a Patriot player, <laughs> back in the day. Imagine. I fell into, like, the best hands that I could have fallen at that time. Well, in addition to that, one of your other first jobs was sharing your skating expertise and your skills, coaching other skaters. What did yes. you love about coaching? Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, I coached all different levels. My favorite was learn to skate. Just the little kids, three, four, five years old, that they're just literally learning to walk, never mind skate. And you see the fear that they have, and they conquer that fear. For me, that was like, yes, you did it. Like, that was very exciting. And I had a pleasure to um, coach for Babson College as well in the energizing you know, side of the athlete. Yeah. You know, like the athletes just coming back to practice and, and conquering that exercise once and again. And, and when they can't do it, the frustration and just psychologically dealing with that, that was very interesting to me. It, sure. it, it was just the, the powerful side of what your mind can do. And I think that's why I appreciated it. As an entrepreneur, you also have your own PR firm, Brands with a Purpose really great title. You've worked with a number of Fortune 500 companies. So what industries have you worked with and what is the mission of your company? Oh my goodness. If I say all of what I've done, it's going to sound like I'm a hundred years old. <laughs> and you're <laughs> not. I can, tell, I can attest. <laughs> I've been involved in so much. So um, when I first decided to start my professional career here in the U.S., I started working for the Thai company, which is United Liquors. So I was in the liquor industry for 15 years. Part of like the sales and, and business development, but I saw a niche that needed so much attention, which was the Hispanic market. Yes. The Hispanic and African American and Asian markets were a big driver of that revenue for the industry. And I noticed that when the sales reps or the brand ambassadors that were promoting brands were talking to the consumer, people were not even understanding what they were saying. And if they understood, it had no connection, no emotional connection. So I decided to stand alone and say, like, I can do something with this and help my people, help them understand and help the brands come closer and actually get loyalty from their consumers. Once I put all that together, I came with brands uh, with a purpose and, and I figured that there was a purpose to do this, right? My purpose was to educate consumers and brands on how to reach out to consumers. And I decided to create a culture around branding. Yes. And that is, I'm telling you, this was like 15, 20 years ago. The emotional marketing and experiential marketing didn't exist back then. Mm -hmm. So I was part of that revolution. And, and it was an, an exciting moment for me. In addition to everything else you're doing, you have your own show <laughs> on Univision, Ablemos, am I saying it right? Yes, Ablemos. You said it, yes, you said Tell it us correctly. about the show. Um, so, Ablemos is a show that it's um, uniting the local community. There are very, very, very few shows in New England that are local to the Hispanic community. So Univision did a very good job at providing this platform. And my dear friend and producer, Francis Concepcion, he um, invited me to talk to entrepreneurs and highlight the business ownership here in Boston or in, in the New England area. So what I liked about this is that I could interview locals and share their experience as an immigrant or if they were born, you know, second or third generation, what was it like for them to start and create a business and then help the economy of our region, right? right. And you'll be surprised how many people 
are really driving the economy in, in Massachusetts that are Hispanic. Yeah. So I was very inspired about sharing that. And, and it's just been a wonderful, wonderful experience. In addition, you were very involved in the community yeah. and working with three particular nonprofits. Tell us about each one. Every time that I do something when it comes to uh, corporate branding or any immediate access to funds, I need to do something that comes back to the community. I don't feel good if it's all just, you know, money-making machines or, or if it's all just for, for me. I need to share a little bit of what I have learned and experienced. And I'm very involved with the Pedro Martinez Foundation, which is a foundation or an organization that brings a lot of knowledge and schooling to the Dominican Republic. My daughter is half Dominican, so that touches very close to my heart. And I wanted her also to be involved and share what the benefits of living in the U.S. are and bring them to a country that lacks so much. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one of the main foundations that I support. Another one is the David Ortiz Children's Fund. I'm very involved with them. One, because I've been in with David for 20 years. We're supporting each other. We moved to Boston at the same time. Wow. We got to meet each other when we didn't know anyone. And I think that that brought us closer. And when he started doing the help and support to children with heart um, disease, it just made sense for me to keep supporting. I was supporting him as an athlete and sponsoring and, you know, bringing whatever I could to his, his career. But in this case, it was beyond, you know, his figure. It was more yeah. about supporting families that needed really help to survive. And the last one um, that I just recently got very involved in and I'm very passionate about is WISE, which is Women in Sports and Entertainment. And believe it or not, we are so many great leaders in that organization. And I'm telling you, it's from the VP at, um, of broadcasting at Nessen and then we have people from ESPN, then you have like a Celtics cheerleader, and then you have an athlete that is running, you know, Emerson's athletic department and, or Boston College. It's just so exciting to see women so involved into yeah. sports. And I think that that's my role right now is like, okay, who else can I mentor? Who can I bring in and, you know, support and then get close together? And I think as, a, as women, we need that. We yes, need that a lot. We do. And you were recently given an award by them, but you've got so many awards. I can't even <laughs> count them all right now. But one of them was being named in the top 150 Latinos for Hispanic Heritage Month. And this was at the White House with President Barack Obama and Vice President Joe Biden back in 2016. What did that recognition mean to you? That we have a voice, you know, coming from a country where, I mean, if, if you think about where I come from, right? A single mom with a family of <laughs> hundreds of cousins and uncles and aunts and we didn't grow up in a very fancy or wealthy environment. It was, it was very hard for us. It was hard work for all of my family, especially my mom. And I think that once I had the platform to be recognized as the community supporter, that had a lot to bring to my life. It's meaningful. I did something that, you know, it's impacting other lives. And I think that's what matters to me. It's not the fame or it's not the fact that people can recognize you when you're walking or it's the fact that you are really bringing impact to other lives and you're changing them. I heard you once say in an interview after one of your many awards that your best advice was to never give up on your dreams. What other dreams does Gabby have? 
Oh, I'm full of dreams, but you know, like they say, if you have a dream and you don't have a plan, it's still a dream. So I am fulfilling many of my dreams. One of them was also to become part of the airline industry in a more executive level. It's an industry where women are not frequently seen in, in a C-suite level. Thankfully, and just very, very recently, I was in a conversation with the company Tailwind. And now, you know, I have some stake in the company and and I feel very close to my dream of owning. You know, I'm being part of that revolution. I want to continue to impact lives. My dream is that the new generation gets to see what the Hispanic culture can bring to their lives. And I'm not just showcasing the Hispanic market or the Hispanic community, but that's what I bring to the table. And I believe that now, you know, being over 50% of the population and then you have, you know, a trillion dollar buying power community, if people knew what that could do and how you could help change the awareness and, and also the warmth of our culture, which brings you to being kind, being more thoughtful, mm-hmm. the values that we have as a community. I think that's my dream. It's like, how can I make that happen? And I think that mentoring and, and just talking to younger generations will do it. Any one of those dreams to get your own pilot's license? I thought about it. <laughs> yes, I thought about it. But you know what? I think that I'm more into the administration and business side of things. I would love to learn, of course, I will get it done eventually, but I think right now my main focus would be, one, to be a a great leader by example, keep developing my team, and keep bringing the brand to the next level, Um, not only on the airline side, but also as Gabby, as the, you know, a Hispanic marketer. The last one that I want to make sure, I need to focus on the quality of education and bullying. My daughter has experienced a severe case of bullying, and I've been very involved with the school system in order to help change, because that starts at home. I think parents are lacking responsibility sometimes on what our children can do, or we just want to blind the experience so we don't have to do anything. And I'm bringing awareness to these situations, especially because I've been living it uh, firsthand. Finish this sentence for me. Living my best life means what? Passion. Living with passion. That's my best life. I think that everything I do, I do it with passion. If not, I don't do it. If I want to talk to you, it's because I really want to talk to you. Otherwise, I would not do it. And my dear friend Amanda is here, and she will know it, that I do not take any job, any conference, any party, any call that I don't want to if I'm not passionate about. Great way to live. For any of you frequent travelers between the Big Apple and Boston, you got to check out flytailwind.com. Again, that's flytailwind.com. And you can learn more about Gabby's PR company by going to brandswithapurpose.com. Brandswithapurpose.com. We'll have both of those in our show notes. Gabby, thank you so much for joining me today and showing us that we can follow our passion and it can be our purpose at the same time and live our best life. Great to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Liz. This is wonderful. Thank you for giving us a platform to share our experiences. Happy to do so. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. One of the reasons I love doing this podcast is to help remind everyone you know more than you think you know, and Gabby is a prime example of that with everything that she's accomplished. You have more skills than you even realize. You just have to connect the dots, discover the themes in your life, and when you do, 
that allows you to become your best self. Until next time, be well. This podcast is brought to you in part by Fast Twitch Media, helping people tell their stories and giving them worldwide reach. The future is in the cloud and Fast Twitch Media can take you there. Be your best digital self. Check out fasttwitchmedia.space.